F1 is back, baby! J-Bone here, and I cannot wait to talk Bahrain preseason testing day one with all of you. Formula One is back, and it feels so good. But before we get into today's show, I want to once again ask a quick favor from you all. You can help me grow the Formula Bone F1 show right now by leaving the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. Ratings and reviews are extremely important, when it comes to helping people find the show by way of podcast apps, which is extra, extra important right now, as a ton of people are looking up Formula One podcasts on various podcast apps, and I want the Formula Bone F1 show to be the podcast that they find. It only takes one minute to help me out here. Simply go to my podcast page, the Formula Bone F1 show, on Apple Podcasts, and leave a five-star rating and helpful review there. Then move on over to Spotify and leave a five-star rating there as well. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you don't want to do that, no worries. You can also help grow the show by sharing this podcast with the friends that you talk about F1 with. Word of mouth is an awesome, awesome way to help grow a podcast. Some would say the best way to grow a podcast. So if you have friends you talk about F1 with and want to share the show with them so you have even more to talk about together when it comes to F1, I'd really appreciate you doing so. All right, let's get into it. This is the Formula Bone F1 show. J-Bone! Welcome back to the Formula Bone F1 show, the Formula One podcast that is not giving up on Drive to Survive season four just because a few people said it wasn't that good. More on that later. I'm Jared Borislow, but you can call me J-Bone. Thank you so much for joining me here. F1 is back. Away we go. Today's first topic and main topic, recapping day one of preseason testing in Bahrain. As of the recording of this podcast, day one of preseason testing at the Bahrain International Circuit ended about an hour ago, and I'm here to recap all the biggest storylines and news from it. A ton goes on behind the scenes during testing as new parts and upgrade packages arrive, and teams are also using varying fuel loads and testing strategies that make lap times not super indicative of race performance, but there is still a ton of intrigue and insight and news to glean from these sessions, and I am here to recap today's session for all of you. Here are how things shaped up at day one of preseason testing in Bahrain. Even though I don't like to put too much emphasis on lap times, it is worth noting that Charles Leclerc was the fastest in the morning session and Gasly the fastest in the afternoon session, with Gasly's afternoon session time being the quickest on the day. So Alpha Tauri took quickest in day one of preseason testing. Not a lot of people probably had that, you know, on their bingo card, but again, I don't take too much stock or put too much stock into lap times during testing because you never know fuel loads, testing strategy, what exactly they're even on the track to do. Um, it is worth noting, too, that Gasly's 
fastest time was on the C4 tire and the uh, faster times right below him in two and three by the Ferraris were on C3, which is a slower tire. Just something to note. But Gasly, if you're somebody who likes lap times and testing, is the king of day one. In terms of laps completed, Perez leads that stat after day one with an insane 138 laps completed. Checo did 138 laps, which is more laps than any team did, other than Red Bull, of course, because Checo is on Red Bull. Checo did more laps today than Alpine and McLaren combined, and he did over three times as many as Haas. Speaking of Haas, they did not compete in the day one morning session due to a freight delay on F1's end and were initially told they'd get additional testing time on Sunday. However, three teams objected to this due to a rule that states testing must be done on three consecutive days, not four which it would have been if they got on Sunday because they did compete in today's afternoon session. So instead of being allowed to test on Sunday, Haas will be allowed to make up that lost time with longer sessions across all three normal days of testing. So they'll just be going into the evening tonight, tomorrow, and Friday. Or tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Days. That's how they work. So Haas are also sporting an admittedly clean new livery after dropping Ural Cali as a sponsor. I've also always wondered, is it Ural Cali or is it your alkali? Because I'm pretty sure they're a fertilizer sponsor. And I think alkal alkalinity has something to do with fertilizer. So I'm wondering if I've been saying it wrong this whole time. It might be your alkali. Unclear, but luckily I don't ever have to worry about them ever again because they are no longer in F1. And due to the way they left F1, I would be very shocked if they were ever a sponsor of F1 ever again. Um, now some people are wondering if I'm going to redo my livery ranking with this pretty clean new Haas livery, considering I put Haas in last place. And I, to that, I'm going to say, uh, I am not going to change it because that ranking is a 100% correct ranking. Despite what all the TikTok commenters believe, I said it in the caption. I said, this is a 100% ranking. And it's like, you know, the subtext is whether you agree with it or not, this is, this is what correctness looks like. The commenters don't agree. Um, they just don't know how to how to be correct. Luckily, I'm correct, and my ranking is perfect. So check that out, by the way. Last episode, or you can check out the clips on social media of my ranking of the 2022 F1 liveries. In addition to the new Haas livery, there were some additional design changes. Uh, one is that Sebastian Vettel has an awesome helmet that is supporting Ukraine. It was also really cool to see all the drivers on the grid uh, stand up in support of Ukraine before testing. They all took a picture together in front of a, you know, no war in Ukraine banner. It was very cool to see, uh, like to have, you know, F1 take stands, despite the fact that, you know, they, they do kind of pick and choose where they decide to make their stands sometimes. But it was very good to see them at least take a stand here. So that Sebastian Vettel helmet was awesome. Another design change is that Mercedes have added neon accents to their car, which make their driver numbers easier to see now. My conspiracy theory here regarding this change is that when it would benefit Mercedes, Toto plans to cite an obscure rule that is actually in the rule book sometime this season that states that driver numbers must be clearly visible on cars. 
on most cars, they are not clearly visible, as anybody who has ever been to an F1 race in person will tell you. It is very hard to tell the cars apart. You oftentimes have to look at helmets to see that. So I think it's very possible Toto knows this rule and plans sometime this season to go, hey, look, uh, you see that car that beat us? They actually have not visible driver numbers on their car, whereas we, Mercedes, have very visible driver numbers. They're neon yellow, the most visible color there is. So please penalize them accordingly. That's my conspiracy theory, and I'm sticking to it. Daniel Ricciardo, by the way, did not get on the track today, nor appear in the official Bahrain testing grid photos due to illness. Hopefully, Danny gets well soon. The full list of drivers, by the way, who did not complete any laps today due to testing strategy, illness, or the fact that they just got back into Formula One yesterday is as follows. Daniel Ricciardo, Kevin Magnussen, Mick Schumacher, Yuki Tsunoda, and Max Verstappen. Now, it's possible that Max didn't get any laps in today because Red Bull, as they've stated, are awaiting an upgrade package that involves some visual upgrades that is set to arrive on day two or three. We'll find out soon. Very excited to see these Red Bull upgrades because visual upgrades are always the most exciting ones because they're changing how the car looks. And we all love seeing how the car looks. Speaking of which, the biggest news to come from day one of testing is that the Mercedes rumors that we heard the past couple days are true. Mercedes did show up to Bahrain with a drastically different side pod design than we saw in Barcelona. This new design which I'm calling the Slim Sadies, yes, the real Slim Sadies, please stand up, is much, much thinner than the concept we saw in Barcelona. The entire siding has been pulled in. The already crazy-looking floor has been extended as a result and looks even crazier now, and the intake is now much smaller and lower down and seemingly has a wing on which rests the side-view mirror that funnels air into it. It definitely definitely passes the eye test and looks very intimidating and fast, but it's not been without its issues thus far at testing. Mercedes ran a combined 122 laps today across Lewis and George, which was second most behind Checo. (laughs) I want to say Red Bull, but it was literally just Checo, but they did see Mercedes, their session marred by porpoising again and a new issue Repeated tire lockups at corners centered mostly around George Russell. There were a lot of other drivers locking up as well, which Martin Brendel thinks is a result of the regulation changes and means drivers may have to change up their braking style as a result of maybe it's the difference in downforce. Maybe it's the new tires. Maybe it's those little tire things that cover up the tires, whatever those are called, which they're saying, by the way, those kind of like tire cover things up top might really impact racing at Monaco because they uh, do make it hard to hit corners. And Monaco is a lot of very tight corners. So something to watch for in Monaco for sure. And by the way, I mentioned porpoising. It is definitely still an issue for most teams out there. And it's definitely a problem that has not been figured out yet. As far as red flags go, in day one of Bahrain preseason testing, there were two... One was from Lance Stroll's aero rake mechanism breaking on track, which is in the aero rake is that like crazy grid looking thing. They stick on cars to get aerodynamics data. And the other red flag was hilarious. It was uh, at the hands of Checo 
after, you know, doing 138 laps, maybe he got a little tired. Maybe he got a little, you know, a little mentally not there because what happened was this. Checo came out of the pits during a virtual safety car. So he had cold tires, couldn't warm him up right away. Because of this, he then spun out at low speeds and then he reversed to try and turn his car around. And when he did so, he ended up dipping his back tires into gravel that he couldn't see and he beached his car. Checo went to the beach. I can't really blame him because he did 138 laps. Like he probably should have gotten off there anyways. There was, there was only like eight minutes left in testing and, and he, he almost made it through, almost put on absolutely legendary performance, but instead he beached it. Stroll and Alonzo, by the way, gave us a little bit of a show as we surprisingly got some wheel-to-wheel racing and overtaking in during testing. It was awesome to see some light battling to show off what battles might look like this season. And as far as things to watch for across the next two days, a potential sandstorm is moving in tomorrow, which could, of course, drastically impact testing. Preliminary reports make it seem like it won't be that bad, though, if even existent at all. I would recommend, you know how there's like a rain dance? I would recommend doing the sandstorm dance, which is where you put on uh, the song Sandstorm by Darude to try and make a sandstorm not happen. Something they could try out. Along with the sandstorm, something else to watch for is that Ferrari have consistently looked sharp across the shakedown and day one of testing, whereas Mercedes and McLaren have looked, you know, up and down. A lot of commentators are saying Ferrari are the team to beat at the moment, which is very exciting and something worth staying on top of monitoring. Something else worth monitoring is that the Williams had some steering issues late in testing today, so hopefully they get that fixed. Alex Albon's looking not too bad out there. Happy he's back in Formula One. And all that pretty much wraps up day one of preseason testing in Bahrain. Support for the Formula Bone F1 show is brought to you in part by Manscaped. Listen up. When is the last time you took a real shower? Think about it. A real shower, complete with all the fixins. A spa-level, luxurious shower, done not just to get clean, but to also feel pure happiness. Because our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with their all-new ultra-premium collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and balls deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FBO. Now let me walk you through this ultra premium six-step Manscaped shower routine that could be all yours. Step one, lather on the cologne-infused ultra premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturized all day. Not sure if you heard that correctly, but this body wash is cologne-infused so that special someone in your life will absolutely love it. Step two, it's hair care time. Apply the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner that cleans and nourishes in just one step. Their non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, green tea, aloe, turmeric, and sage. Do you know what's in your current shampoo and conditioner? It's probably not those amazing, amazing ingredients. You apply this to your arms and pubic region too. Wow. Step three, once you hop out of the shower, protect yourself from body odor by applying the Manscaped Aluminum-Free Deodorant. This deodorant dries clear and is also cologne-infused. Step four, 
If you have tattoos or dry skin, let's hit your skin with the Hydrating Body Moisturizer Spray. Step five, apply the Manscaped Lip Balm, which I have in front of me right here. It is amazing. This is a free gift when you purchase the Ultra Premium Collection. And last but not least, the Lawnmower 4.0 Electric Trimmer exists to clean off any unwanted body hair. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you bet it's a major key to the new shower routine. This elite trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin, wink, wink. Although your balls might look like punching bags, do not treat them like one and benefit from Manscaped's proprietary skin safe technology. This new bundle will change your life like it's changed mine. And I want all of my listeners out there to live their best lives in and out of the shower. It's time to upgrade your shower products from that stuff you've been using forever where you don't know the ingredients to high quality goods. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FBO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code FBO. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine. Thank you to Manscaped for supporting the Formula Bone F1 show. Next up, let's touch on Kevin Magnuson's incredible return to Haas. I'm not going to lie. This one did shock me. Not completely but it shocked me. I was following this story very closely, as you remember from the last episode of the Formula Bone F1 show, and the driver thought to be in the running for the Haas seat vacated by Mazepin's sacking were as follows in order of what I thought the likelihood was of them getting the seat. I thought the most likely was Pietro Fittipaldi, Haas's test and reserve driver. I thought he had the best chance of being named Haas's second driver because Haas are lazy, first off. Uh, Fittipaldi also has some F1 racing experience and also there's money to be made from having the lone Brazilian driver on the grid on your team. And Fittipaldi has been also around for the entire development of Haas's 2022 challenger, the VF 22. So I thought there was a great chance they were going to go with him. They did not. The next driver I thought they were going to go with after Fittipaldi was Antonio Giovinazzi, AKA Italian Jesus. Italian Jesus has raced in a formula one, Grand Prix either as recently or more recently than every driver on the grid. Plus, he has a ton of experience driving with Ferrari powertrains as a Ferrari Academy driver and former Alfa Romeo driver. And Haas, of course, use a Ferrari powertrain. So it wouldn't be, you know, that crazy to have Antonio Giovinazzi pop in there. Antonio Giovinazzi also isn't as bad as his results made him appear last season. The 2021 Alfa Romeo car was very uninspiring. And Italian Jesus also had at least one additional points finish last season that was thrown out the window due to a bad strategy from his team that was in Mexico. If you remember afterwards, he was like, great job, guys. You really did it to his team. And it was very funny, but also sad because, you know, Gio seems like a good guy. After Fittipaldi and Giovinazzi, I thought it was going to be Oscar Piastri. Piastri, who's currently Alpine's reserve driver, should absolutely BNF1 this season after winning Formula Renault, F3, and F2 back to back to back. He is arguably the hottest driver in the world right now, where there just weren't enough seats this season when all was said and done until Mazepin sacking, where it's like, oh my God, we can get Oscar Piastri into F1 because Mazepin's gone. I thought Alpine might make a push to get him a seat to get Oscar Piastri some F1 experience before he eventually replaces Alonso at Alpine. But sadly, it just did not pan out. And after Piastri was when I slotted in Kevin Magnussen, uh, he knows Haas like the back of his Danish hand. 
and would bring some great experience to the team that could really help make Schumacher develop. I never really thought Roman Grosjean, who you could argue kind of would have had the same chances as Kevin Magnussen on paper, uh, but Roman Grosjean's, you know, just had a top five finish in IndyCar, having a burgeoning IndyCar career would be kind of weird for him to leave that behind and just say bye. I'm sure he has contract commitments and everything that he would have had to get out of, which would have been a nightmare. And he also really seems to be enjoying IndyCar. So, and after Magnuson, by the way, somebody who was very heavily rumored to potentially get the second Haas seat was Nico Hulkenberg, uh, or as Danny Rick calls him, Nico Hulkenberg. Nico doesn't really have ties to Haas nor Ferrari, so wouldn't bring much apart from his depth of experience. And when I say wouldn't bring much, I'm including podiums. Because as you may know, Nico Hulkenberg holds the all-time F1 record for most race starts without a podium at 179 Grand Prix. 179. That is 51 more races than the guy in second place. Unbelievable. I, I do hope he gets back into F1 just so we can break that. Because that is not the record you want. Of course, it ended up being Kevin Magnussen, which makes sense. Because, of course, Haas would want an experienced driver who knows how both the team and F1 cars in general operate, considering the driver they brought in would be coming in and getting literally one week before the first race. I actually wrote a song in honor of Kevin Magnussen's race entry next weekend in the style of Bare Naked Ladies. It's been one week since he joined F1. Driving in Bahrain, isn't that fun? Copyright, trademark formula bone i hope you enjoyed that i am super pumped that it ended up being k mag because as an established driver it will give all of us someone established and with whom to compare mick schumacher so we can all see how good mick schumacher really is mazepin was not able to be that comparison for us because he was mazepin so finally we have somebody who has proven performance we kind of know where they land in the in the driver lineup and very excited to see that comparison between Kevin Magnuson and Mick Schumacher. I'm also excited to see Kevin Magnuson race in Singapore as he is a legend in Singapore. Kevin Magnuson has had the fastest lap two times in Singapore Grand Prix in 2018 and 2019, with 2018 being the all-time race lap record there on any configuration. It's worth noting that there was no additional point for fastest lap in 2018, And K-Mag finished P14 in 2019, so he did not earn a fastest lap point for either of those fastest laps. But, as they used to say about the fastest lap of the driver Kevin Magnussen is replacing, the streets will never forget. Next, I want to talk about an area of Formula One that I love, that's growing super quickly, and that is the hobby of collecting F1 trading cards. For those of you who do not know anything about this area of F1, I'll give you a little intro here and then explain where you can learn more. So F1 trading cards have been around for a while, but the modern era of F1 trading cards began in 2020 when world-famous trading card company Topps, ever heard of them, got the rights from F1 to be their official card maker. Topps have released a fair amount of products to date since then, with their most popular products being 2020 Chrome, 2020 Sapphire, and 2020 Dynasty. So 2020 Chrome is just a shiny, cool-looking card. 2020 Sapphire is a shiny blue card. 
And 2020 Dynasty is literally one card that comes already slabbed up, which means it's already in a case. And that card has autographs and memorabilia from race suits and zippers and gloves and boots and all crazy things on it. The Dynasty are really cool. If you want to have a, a fun little time on YouTube, just go and look up 2020 Tops Dynasty F1 box opening. Very fun. Some crazy hits people have gotten. Now, these 2020 products will always be sought after as 2020 is seen as the first year of F1 trading cards, and thus 2020 cards hold a sort of every card is a rookie card value. Because we're very early into the age of F1 trading cards where last year's product was the first ever. So, you know, this is the second year ever now, which is crazy. It's crazy how early that is. The 2021 version of Chrome, by the way, was just released yesterday, March 9th, 2022, and a ton of packs of it are being opened as we speak as people chase those highly collectible cards, such as autograph, parallel, and short print versions of cards featuring Lewis, Max, Lando, Georgie, the Ferrari drivers, and Mick Schumacher in his rookie season, to name some of the more popular cards people are chasing. Now, these releases have seen massive support from trading card and F1 fans alike. The cards are beautiful. They're really cool. And F1 is a sport where it's not easy to get memorabilia and autographs from drivers. And these cards are giving people a way to do that. That's authenticated. That's, you know, got scarcity involved. So it's been a very popular product. Speaking of which, due to insane demand in a hot market because of F1's rising popularity, resale value on some of these cards and unopened boxes of card packs would absolutely blow your mind. With some unopened boxes selling for around $5,000, that's unopened 2020 Dynasty boxes, with people obviously trying to get you know the one of one or out of five Maxes and Lewises. And some ultra rare cards are being valued at over $100,000, and those would be Lewis uh, cards that have the autograph and the memorabilia patch on them. Crazy. Obviously, the vast, vast majority of cards, by the way, are not worth much money at all. Some would even say worthless because they're, you know, people don't really want them. It's just like, oh, I might want this random base Jan Moncho card to finish my collection, but like I wouldn't pay more than a dollar for it. So a lot of them aren't worth much money at all, but some are just insanely valuable, which is why the prices of boxes can get pretty high as people chase breaking those boxes open and hopefully pulling valuable cards from them that are worth more than they bought the box for. A lot of people are actually investing like you would into the stock market, into F1 cards. For example, you might invest in Lando right now and maybe in five years when if he has three world championships, that card is worth a lot more money because, oh my gosh, wow, I have an autograph and memorabilia patch from this driver who is a world champion now. Now also, speaking of Lando, you may have seen that the Pit Stop Boys released a new song. I believe it's called Let's Go Lando and it's like Supermax but some might say better. Go check out the Pit Stop Boys' new Lando Norris song. It is unbelievable, and it will be blasting here at the Formula Bone headquarters all hours of the day and night. It will be the song I hear in my sleep because I will be playing it in my sleep. Spoiler alert, you almost always lose money breaking boxes and opening packs, but man, is it fun, and it's quite a rush. For those of you who are interested in learning more about the world of F1 trading cards, I will be opening boxes of them on twitch.tv slash formula bone weekly for at least the next three weeks. The next opening will be on Twitch tonight, Thursday, March 10th, around 4.30 p.m. CST, which is 10.30 p.m. UTC. I'll be opening a blaster box of 2021 Tops Racing. 
Of course, hunting those Lewis and Max one-of-ones among plenty of other awesome collectibles, including cards that contain pieces of driver's fire suits. And while opening the boxes, I'll be talking more about the hobby and answering questions viewers ask in chat. We'll also be talking about testing today as well. I hope to see you there. Support for the Formula Bone F1 show is also brought to you by MyBookie.ag. With MyBookie, you already know you can bet on Formula One all season long, but it's also time to bet on college basketball because March is here and the madness has officially begun. The buzzer beaters in conference tournaments has already started. It's crazy. March is here. I love college basketball. Go Badgers. It is time for you to shoot your shot and score big with MyBookie.ag while enjoying this year's nonstop college basketball action by entering MyBookie's My Bracket Contest. Predict winners in each round of the MyBookie My Bracket Contest for a chance to win awesome prizes like one Bitcoin, currently valued around $38-ish thousand dollars, a Doodle NFT, currently valued at over $50,000, and over $100,000 more in cash prizes that is with the MyBookie My Bracket Contest whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props, MyBookie has you covered. MyBookie.ag is the place to be to make March Madness even more fun. Sign up today with MyBookie and use my specific promo code FORMULA to make your first deposit, earning a free entry into the My Bracket contest where you have a shot at winning the awesome prizes I just mentioned. Stipulations apply. Selections for the bracket will officially begin on March 13th and close March 17th at 12 p.m. So make sure you get your deposit in now with code FORMULA to secure that free entry and maybe win a Bitcoin. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie using promo code FORMULA at MyBookie.ag. Stipulations apply. Thank you to MyBookie for supporting the Formula Bone F1 show. And next up, it is officially Drive to Survive time, baby. The season four official trailer recently dropped, and it has me pumped the F up for the premiere, which is tomorrow. They're dropping all 10 episodes at once, so it's going to be quite the F1 weekend with testing and binging the entire season of DTS. Next week's episode of the Formula Bun F1 show is going to be an all-timer with its recapping of testing and recapping of Drive to Survive and previewing of the first race of the 2022 season. Make sure you tell all your friends about the Formula Bone F1 show, because the next episode is going to be a banger. My words of advice as you prepare to watch season four of Drive to Survive, do not let anyone else tell you how to feel. And I don't mean like that Kid Rock song, ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. I don't mean like that. I mean, just like, don't, don't take somebody else's word and say, oh, guess I can't make my own decision and uh, have my own opinion now because I see a lot of people citing WTF1's review of season four of Drive to Survive saying it's not good. And I respect their opinion, but will not at all be letting it inform my viewing of season four of Drive to Survive. Good or bad is completely subjective. What Maddie may have found was a bad season, you might think was amazing, okay? There's going to be awesome, awesome amounts of behind-the-scenes footage, awesome, awesome amounts of diving into drivers' personal lives and and track footage, and maybe some like team radio that's never been heard before. And all of this, you need to go into with an open mind. And you may end up completely disagreeing with what people are currently saying. Because like, why would you make up your mind about something you haven't even seen yourself yet, you know? You're your own person. I'm my own person. 
You disagree with my takes. I disagree with your takes. Maybe we agree sometimes, but making your own decisions and opinions has to be done, especially when it comes to reviews of TV shows and movies that come out and that you read before you actually see them yourself. You, you know, you might be able to, you might be going into it with a, with a lens that's like maybe more critical, which is fine, but just, we might get a banger here. It could be great. And if you loved all the drama of last season, at the very least, you're still going to just love having more content around the 2021 F1 season. I personally cannot wait to see all the insane behind the scenes footage of last season's unbelievable drama going into it with an open mind. Maybe it's not as good as previous seasons. Maybe it's unbelievable because it's made in a way that maybe WTF1 didn't like and that you really enjoy. So just go into it with an open mind and have fun. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Formula Bone F1 show. It's time for some shout outs. Shout out to all the Brazilian listeners of the Formula Bone F1 show. You are all amazing. Shout out everyone in the Formula Bone Discord, which you can join via the invite link in the description of this episode. Before I get going, I'd like to run you through the links that I've placed in the description of this episode. You can chat with me as I live stream myself talking F1, playing the F1 video game, and opening packs of F1 trading cards on twitch.tv slash Formula Bone. You can help support the Formula Bone F1 show financially by buying Formula Bone merch at bowlandmedia.com slash shop. You can support the show financially in an even greater capacity by supporting today's sponsors, Shop Manscaped at manscaped.com with promo code FBO for 20% off plus free shipping. Bet Formula One and March Madness with MyBookie using promo code FORMULA at mybookie.ag for entry into the My Bracket Contest. Stipulations apply. You can join the 200 plus member Formula Bone Discord server with the invite link that I've placed in the description of this episode. And again, every link I just mentioned can be found in the description of this episode. You can follow me, J-Bone, everywhere on social media at Jared Borislow. That's J-A-R-E-D-B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W. And if you're now all caught up on the Formula Bone F1 show, but want to keep hearing my sultry voice, I co-host a comedy podcast called the Ross Bolin Podcast, where we share a ton of laughs covering a wide variety of topics, including current events, non-F1 sports, music, food, funny news stories, cool animals, insane history. It's a variety show. And we also dive into some mental health discussion as well. If you like this podcast, I promise you will love the Ross Bolin Podcast, which you can check out wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. That's R-O-S-S-B-O-L-E-N, the Ross Bolin Podcast. It's time for the NPR style sign-off. The Formula Bone F1 show is recorded in Austin, Texas, and brought to you by Bolin Media. It's hosted by me, Jared J. Bone Borislow, and I also produce the show because I'm a content machine. Kate Orris, Michael Heim, and I make all the podcast clips that you see on social media at Formula Bone. And if you have video experience, you can DM me, and maybe you can make videos for the Formula Bone F1 show. Our iconic theme music and Twitch stream music is by 7 to Midnight. You can follow him on social media at the number 7 TO Midnight. You can follow the show on social media by following at Formula Bone everywhere. You can watch the show on YouTube by searching Formula Bone. You can help the show gain new listeners by rating and reviewing the Formula Bone F1 show on Apple Podcasts and by rating it on Spotify. Until next time, J-Bone!